Hi there, and welcome to the Click IQ Academy podcast. The Click IQ Academy is a learning and resources hub for recruiters, shaping the future and featuring insights from the sharpest minds in the industry. I'm Alan Walker, and in this episode, I spoke to Ben Gladhill, head of resourcing at Yodel. We discussed how he's revolutionised driver recruitment and candidate experience, where to start with a transformation project, and why positioning resourcing as a key strategic business partner has been his biggest achievement. Hi Ben, how are you? Yeah, good Alan, how are you? Yeah, not bad thank you, not bad at all. So um, we know each other really well, we've been knocking around the circuit now for a number of years and um, I imagine quite a lot of the people who listen to this will know who Ben Gladhill is, uh, but for the few that might not, my friend, um, could you give us a quick intro as to who you are, a little bit about your background maybe and, and your current role? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So um, hi everyone. Uh, my name is Ben Gladwell. I'm the current head of resource in at Yodel. Um, obviously, Yodel, uh, we deliver parcels across the uh, UK, up and down. Um, so my current role, I lead the function, um, concentrating a large amount of my time on transformation in regards to people, process and tech. Um, prior to that, um, I've held uh, a number of positions, um, uh, starting off as a recruitment consultant back in the day, uh, moving into RPO and then internal, um, covering a whole wide range of sectors um, such as retail, IT and investment banking. And um, what, what was it about the kind of challenge at Yodel that attracted you to, to working there, Ben? Yeah, so I guess um, I guess the main reason for me was um, you know um, growing up in a um, growing up in Yorkshire, never shy of a challenge, and um, Yeldo were really looking um, for somebody to kind of come in and not just kind of um, change and tweak how we did things, but you know take a real radical um, look um, at how. Uh, resourcing is um, not only used um, as part of the overall kind of organizational strategy but um, you know how it's looked on by managers by leadership and ultimately the exec um, and obviously kind of going back to what I said previously around kind of people processing tech um, each three of those pillars uh, would need a drastic kind of overhaul um, if the organisation was to kind of really progress the way that it wanted to. And obviously, as you all know, um, an, an organisation can only uh, thrive if it has the uh, the right people in place. Absolutely, without a doubt. So when you um, when you first came into Yodel, you had some kind of idea of, of, of the challenge ahead, no doubt. And you mentioned there the, the technology piece, the people piece and the process piece. Where did you start? How did you decide which bits to tackle first and how to go about them? Yeah, no, John, that's a really, really good question. So I guess it, it, I mean it's very easy for anybody in a in a kind of a trans uh, a transformational uh, resource and leadership role to kind of quickly go in and say, right, we're going to change this, we're going to change that. Let's kick it off. Let, let, let's get some kind of some quick wins on the table. And although quick wins are really important, um, it's absolutely critical that you do kind of take a step back. Um, open all the cupboards, look under all the stones, so to speak, and really just kind of have a little bit of a um, an overview of, of what's happening. Um, for me, um, you know, people are key. So it was really important that we had the kind of right um, people in the right roles um, with the right capability um, to, to, to start with. Um, and that's not just a case of, um, you know, it, can people do the role that they're in now, you know, but are they set up for success? In terms of you know, do that? Do they have the right systems in place? 
Do they have the right tools? Do they have the right relationships with the hiring community to actually deliver on what's expected of them? Um, so it really was a case of kind of looking at looking at people in the team, looking at roles, looking at their kind of uh, span of control to see um, what they could actually do. Um, and then once we had that, um, it was a case of then looking at each individual um, process. Um, it could be something really, really simple as how do we book in interviews to looking at the whole kind of 360 hiring life cycle, moving into onboarding, um, looking at things like retention. How do we really look after our people? And it's quite difficult at Yodo because obviously we have um, an employed and the self-employed population. Um, so obviously that, 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 that throws up challenges um, in itself work with very very different kind of types of people with very different um requirements um and then and then last but not least really moving on to the uh, technical um element as well in terms of you know what, what what technology do we have what technology do we need you know how do we look at things like automation um and all the cool stuff doing the rounds at the moment without kind of losing our focus and kind of falling for the hype um, because obviously, you know, the, a large amount of the role that I do does involve working with the exec, um, influencing leadership on how I think resourcing um, should be used in a business. Um, so obviously, when we were looking at tech, and we had to make sure that the investment that we that we were going to make was absolutely the right one. Mm. Um, you know, yeah, I, I, I don't think it's a secret, you know, when you go to, you know, many conferences and meetings and whatnot, you know, a lot of people are still making mistakes with tech. Um, so we made, we made sure that, you know, whatever um, tech platform we were using, whether it was an ATS, whether it was one of our chatbots, um, or whether it's our new onboarding platform, we really did our homework in terms of, you know, is this a system that we need? Is there a clear return of investment? And more importantly, is is it fit for purpose down the line? You know, is, is it as as well as it being right for 2019, 2020, mm. is it fit for 2021 onwards? Um, so yeah, so th- th- those are kind of the main kind of three things, and those were kind of the, you know, the kind of the main uh, kind of plans behind them. If uh, if that makes sense. No, absolutely. And I think one of the one of the things I picked up on there, and I think this is really important, is is you getting into that position where you're engaging with and influencing the exec and um that's difficult to do in some organizations particularly if there's um, historically not that relationship between the the ta or resourcing leadership and the the executive board if it's uh, very much of a distant relationship and maybe in some organizations you know resourcing and ta and recruitment still seem as, seem as an admin function to a certain extent and not a particularly strategic part of the organization what what have you done at yodel to kind of reposition resourcing as that true kind of strategic business partner i think i think for me it's probably um one of the well i'd say the most important um thing that i've done to be honest with you i mean although you know the the majority of hiring that we do is quite uh volume and obviously you know anybody will say that when it's volume hiring it is quite transactional and if you look at the numbers involved there might be an argument for that but you know, we, we as a business, the bulk of what we do is deliver parcels. If we don't deliver people for operations, so whether they're working in the warehouse, in one of our distribution centres, um, or whether um, they're actually driving a van or a vehicle to deliver a parcel to our customers, um, they are still critical to our overall strategic 
um, goals, which is delivering parcels for our customers yeah. and their clients. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, a lot of what I've done has been around really reiterating um, the, the kind of goals, objectives of resourcing from that strategic perspective in terms of using data, um, showing how we can kind of make better decisions around people and around our workforce from data and really showing the kind of the, the true commercial benefit of a um, a healthy and functioning um, resourcing practice. Um, so a lot of our metrics are around, you know, what will happen if we don't hire X, Y, Z. Um, I do have a budget and I'm, you know, everything I do is to show the return on investment on that. And it, I guess it's really moving to the, uh, I guess the holy grail for resourcing or TA or whatever we're calling ourselves this week. Um, <laughs> in terms of, you know, we are not a cost center. You know, we are bringing. You know, we are not just filling vacancies. Okay, we are not just filling that Java developer, or we're not just filling the delivery driver vacancy in Loughborough. Um, you know, we are bringing in capability into the organisation. Without that capability, we can't progress. Um, so, although it's not the easiest activity, you know, we really need to kind of illustrate ourselves as a um, as a profit centre um, rather than a cost centre. Um, and I think I think I am starting to see that. I am starting to see a lot more respect when it comes to TA. Um, and the one thing that I will definitely say is, you, know, you do hear a lot of discussion around TA being a standalone function. You know, there should be a TA represented on the board, and I I, I can see why people might say that, mm. but I don't really buy into that because you know a a solid people function is not only TA. It's business partners, it's reward, it's people that look after the experience. Um, and I only think that the full people agenda, that the full people agenda will only get ticked off if all those functions and departments are working in unison. Absolutely. Uh, you know, so I think it's um, I think it's a really, really exciting time for TA, to be honest with you, to do some to do some really cool stuff. Absolutely, without a doubt. And um, big props for mentioning my hometown of Loughborough there, by the way, without any prompting hey, whatsoever. <laughs> I, how you even knew that, I don't know. You probably didn't. It was just a guess. <laughs> good work. So we talked um, We talked about influencing the exec there and, um, and how important it is to have the right people in place and give those guys the right tools to do their jobs. Um, so that kind of leads us quite nicely into, the, into those tools. So you have done technology transformation since you've been at Yodel as well. Um, what, are the, what are the kind of key changes you've made from a tech perspective? Um, so we, um, I'm, I'm a big, big one uh, for going back to basics, really. Um, you know, although there's, there's, there's many kind of strands to TA, um, you know, I, I'm always a big believer in kind of take, uh, stripping it back to basics and really kind of, um, you know, kind of looking at things like that. So uh, we did an absolute um, kind of back to school with the ATS. Um, and we are implementing new one to speak, but the old one, you know, rather than mourning and saying, oh, you know, I, I really wish we had a new one. No, forget that. We're not, we're not having that negativity. We have lots of positivity. Let's let's take the current system. How can we change it? How can we work with our supplier um, to get it working for us? That was the main thing. So obviously looking at things like workflows, yeah. data flows, uh, you know, it, and, and for me, it's, it's an interesting one because a lot of people talk about candidate experience, but I think there should be a big emphasis on recruiter experience. Yeah. So are we setting up our teams for, for success? Um, so that was the uh, that, that was the first one. 
And I think the second one is um, we now use chatbot technology to help us with um, sifting candidates um, in terms of pushing them forward to the, the right vacancy for them, not for us, for them on the careers website. And we also now pre-screen our driver and volume um, roles using uh, chatbots too. Okay. Um, what that's really done is that has freed up my kind of resource and delivery team to spend more time um, with candidates further um, down the line. Mm. Uh, we've really given candidates control of that opening sequence of the process in terms of that the, the, they can they can screen themselves when they want and the data that we have, you know. 49% of our candidates pre-screen themselves outside of the normal nine-to-five working hours. Now, That's interesting. If you, think, if you think we didn't have that, we'd be potentially losing contact with half our candidates on a daily basis. Um, so we've given candidates a little bit of control there, which is which is right. You know, if we go onto Amazon, you know, Amazon gives us the freedom to buy whatever we want when we want. So why is it not the same when you're applying for a job? Um, and going back to the recruiter piece, they now have more time during the day to spend with hiring managers uh, and to spend on, you know, real kind of concierge mm. uh, contact with the candidates further down the line, which means they can engage with them more on the onboarding piece um, and deal with just, you know, generic BAU inquiries, you know I mean? And I think that's something that, you know, we probably don't give enough time to, you know, candidates do need a lot of care and rightly so, you know, they're not buying a, you know, they're not buying a DVD, you know, they're purchasing and they're engaging in a new career. Um, so I want to make sure that my recruiters have enough time to do that rather than make, giving them more pressure um, as well as doing the other activities as well. And I guess the um, I guess the recruiters now then, although they might not necessarily be talking to any less candidates, they're probably talking to much more qualified candidates. So they're not having those kind of pointless conversations where they're talking to some guy who doesn't even have a driving license about a van driving job. Exactly, yeah. I mean, if you go on our careers website, our Match Me bot takes people directly to the vacancy that is right for them, dependent on the questions that they've answered. Mm. Um, you know, and it's um, and it, like I said, for me, it, it, it's really. It's really important that we're doing that, and I think when it comes to my own team, it's one thing that I've said. Uh, I've said a few times, you know, there's a lot. There is a lot of um, scaremongering and fear out there around kind of all this kind of automation tech. But for me, you know, automation tech is not about headcount reduction in recruitment. It's about headcount optimization. Um, and that is really letting people spend the times on things that they will add value. I know. I think. I think Johnny Campbell at Social Talent has said something similar in terms of you know the the, the kind of day job of a recruiter will change because you know we can't hide from technology. It's not something that is going away. So for me, I'd rather be in control. Look at how we can use that tech um, to kind of make my uh, recruiters' lives easier. Absolutely, I think that you mentioned earlier the career concierge type piece and actually supporting people further into their new employee experience and getting involved maybe more in things like onboarding and making sure people settle because it's in your interest as a recruitment team, isn't it? That as many of your hires as possible are the right hires and they find an environment that they will settle in and enjoy and that will increase retention because then means you've got less recruitment to do and you can focus on those kind of really strategically important roles rather than constantly having to backfill people that you probably shouldn't have hired in the first place or you haven't given them every possible opportunity to uh, make sure a you're the right organization to join and b they can settle 
And um, I think you mentioned to me in the past, you've done some stuff around onboarding or you're planning to? Yeah, so we're very excited. So our new onboarding platform um, goes live at the end of July alongside our new ATS. Um, so working with um, the same tech partners that built um, our chatbots Meet and Engage. Okay. Um, and it, 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 it's a brand new system, which is really, really exciting. And what, what, what we've really gone for um, are two things, really. A real easy-to-use system. Um, from a from a branding perspective, in terms of you know, because I, I think sometimes it can be quite confusing when you know a candidate first has to apply via an ATS, they then have to go through through vetting, they've then got to click onto another system. So what we we've tried to make the system um, as easy as possible on the eye in terms of the GUI and all the bits mm. and pieces. But the, the the main thing for us will be content. Um, and when I say overload of content, um, I don't mean a, a literal overload, but at making sure that you know we're giving um, people all the information that they need to walk, you know, walk into the office, step into the van, or you know, step onto that truck on the first day, feeling really, really confident. Um, that they can go and do what they need to do to be successful in the opportunity, you know, and we're going we're gonna to automate yet again, following on from the success from the chat bots, we're going to automate some of the FAQs. So do you know what? The last Sunday before someone starts, I need to ask a really, really urgent answer. Oh my God, a question rather, I can't get through to anybody. Simply go onto our onboarding platform, speak to one of our chat bots and they will guide you through um, the question and the ultimate answer. Um, so yeah, again, you know, it, it's it's nothing that's rocket science. It's literally giving people all the information that they need to make the right decision to be successful, and yet again making communications as accessible as uh, as possible. No, it makes absolute sense. I think that that simplicity is is really important. You can overly overcomplicate this stuff, and you can have a million bits of amazing super powered technology, um, all doing stuff that in theory is is excellent. But if they don't play nice with each other, they don't deliver a good candidate experience, recruit recruiter experience, hiring manager experience. People just rail against them and. And sometimes that just really simple, straightforward, pleasant to use platform outperforms those super powerful, highly complicated ones every time. They do, they do. I mean, and yeah, again, I know, I know. There's, a, you know, I don't need to go into the whole consumer experience or candidate experience. I think, I think that, um, I think that bit's been battered enough. But you know, people now are more comfortable making large purchases online due to the amount of a the amount of information that's on there and b the frictionless journey that they have to go through um, and i don't see why recruitment shouldn't be the same in terms of we're going to give you everything that you need and the system where you access it it will be as easy as pie i think those are the the, the main two things that we probably need to uh, need to speak to i was um an event yesterday and we were talking somebody raised a concern about technology dehumanizing the recruitment experience and um and i argued the case actually most of the time it's the opposite it delivers a a it's more consistent so at least you know exactly what the experience is like that it's delivering um over a human but actually b it does it when the person wants it in the right place to get the information exactly how 
they're expecting it. It's consistently delivered. And and often they get way more out of a, a, a chatbot or something similar than they, they could out of a recruiter because actually even talking to a recruiter is sometimes impossible for, for some candidates, depending on the organisation they're engaging with. No, it is totally. And, and some of the, uh, I mean, some of the data that we have from our screening chatbots, I mean, um, our chatbots went live end of October. Um, the NPS is 97%. Um, the dropout from the screening, um, it's never gone below 7%. Wow. Um, and so at higher than 7% rather than not lower. Um, so, yeah, again, it, it, it's that thing of, you know, I think it was, um, it might have been Bill Borman or um, or someone similar who said that, you know, re- recruitment is all about options, giving people options, you know, given an option of how how do they want to apply for a job how do they want to be assessed etc and that's all we've done you know we, we you know our, our demographic usually is on the road or doing a labor intensive task um so all we've done is you know we'd love you to come and work with us or for us here's a uh, a pre-screening complete it in your own time once you've completed that um, we'd love to be in contact with you and that's it it's really really simple and it's funny because a lot of people have asked you know, can, can chatbots be used? Can automation be used for more senior roles? The answer is, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I, I guess it's just a case of, I think this is somewhere where we get a little bit kind of, you know, fall over ourselves in terms of, you know, it's all about looking at the persona, looking at the situation at that moment in time, and, you know, and ha- ha- how can automation um, help it? If automation can't improve the solution that you already have, yeah. Very simple. Don't use mm. it. You don't have to use automation. You know, so I think it's uh, you know maybe we we need to be a little bit more pragmatic with uh, with how we do things. And I have those conversations all the time with TA leaders. They get very excited and they're like, "Alan, come and talk to us about automation." And I'm like. You've got to make sure it's actually the right thing to do. You don't just say we're going to automate the hell out of everything. Um, you've got to actually make sure what you're doing at the moment is working. And if it's working, yeah. but it can be done better, quicker, more efficiently, and still deliver the the same or better level of service for automation, great. But if how you're doing things right now is is a bit crap, and what's the point of just doing that faster? <laughs> no, no, and, 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 that, and going back to my previous statement that is why you know when i started we did a lot around um the the, the people element uh, there was no way that i would ever bring in a piece of tech if it did not augment the human and it's as simple as that you know so i think you know if there is one kind of you know what what one one takeaway from from this discussion it is you know never be you know don't be you know don't think that, that there's a silver bullet to every problem that you have it might be you might need to change a problem you might need to coach people a lot more um, or you just might need to influence people who knows um, but yeah n- never fall into the trap that you know tech is the only uh, tech's the only only solution out there and on that note ben thanks again for your time much appreciated no problem at all. Nice speaking, Alan. As ever. Take care. Bye-bye. And that brings us to the end of this episode. Big thanks to Ben for spending some time to talk to me. A big thanks to you for listening. Everything we've discussed today can be found at academy.clickiq.co.uk and any questions or feedback can be sent to hello at clickiq.co.uk.